0: So I've been a uh, newspaper and magazine journalist all my life and recently written Texas history books. Um, and one of the books is based on oral histories, so I particularly appreciate what you all are doing and how you're doing it to preserve this stuff.
1: Thank you. It's definitely fun. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is Erica Lees. Um, It is October 16th, 2016. I'm at the Austin Archives Bazaar uh, in Zangarendi Hall in Austin, Texas. And I am here with Galen Finkley Hecker. Um, So to get started, did you have a particular story you wanted to tell today about Austin? I do. I do. What what is it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is very coincidental. With the bazaar.
1: Oh, great.
0: And it's on a topic I kind of talked about last time we did an oral history at your very first bazaar. Mm -hmm. So you might look at me as the lady who talks about the University of Texas Longhorn Band.
1: Oh, that's right. I remember. Do you
0: remember? I talked about our sainted director, Vincent Ardenino, had died, and there was a memorial Mm -hmm. that was so fabulous. Well, as it turns out, this weekend was also band day when uh, the alumni come back mm. to march. We had 606 people marching at halftime and 350 of today's Longhorn Band members. So at one point, there were like a 1,000 people from end zone to end zone. And it was just glorious. And you get to visit with your old friends and the, the nice girls Back in 1969 are still nice. And the bitches who would have nothing to do with you in 69 still don't. <laughs> it's really funny how that goes. Uh, but anyway, this is all connected to the band. Okay. Um, for a thousand years, band music has been doled out per instrument, per player and little folders that look like this. Uh, there are music librarians for the Longhorn Band who are responsible for getting all the sheet music, all the little music that you're gonna play for that week, or maybe the Longhorn Band for the whole year. For each halftime, there's a different little piece of sheet music. Um, there's always a lot going on in the librarian's world because she has to make copies Put them in folders, and you get to rehearsal, and the third trumpet says, we have four third trumpets, and you only have three folders. Well, then she has to run and get it all together and all of that. For alumni band day, most of us don't pick up our instrument, but that one time a year. (laughs) So part of the drill is you have to go check out your music. And hopefully from Friday night to Saturday when you march, memorize it. Wow. Because not only do you have to march and play, you have to pretend like you know what you're doing. and You don't play so well. You don't walk so well. Sometimes <laughs> six steps to five yards is a little harder to do for some people now. It's a lot to do. But the music is an integral thing. Okay, so here's where the archive story comes in that really upset me and that something may be lost in the transition from way back when to the way it's done now. So, uh, in Sagarundi Hall, right here, the night before the big game, we had our business meeting, check out your music, get your football tickets for your family, blah, 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 all of that, see your old friends, and get your music. So when the president gets up, and says, those of you who have uh, already been through the line and checked out your music for tomorrow in these little folders, this year you don't have to bring them back. Don't worry about having to return them because we're no longer having physical copies. Every piece of music that we will ever play has been scanned and is online. And every year, you will be told what we're playing at halftime. And if you play piccolo, like I do, you go to the piccolo, and you click there, and then here comes all the music. And those that you need to work on, you just print them out at home. And she said, which is fabulous. That sounds great, right? That sounds fabulous. Maybe we don't need a librarian, as in the old days, anymore. Uh, it's all new and up-to-date and efficient. And she says, if you want to take one home, go get it. So I got several for my piccolo friends that didn't show up at band day this year. I got one first trumpet part. I got a first clarinet part for other friends who weren't there this year. Because I think these are history that we're going to miss. Because, I am who I am, and Jennifer and I talk about this stuff all the time, the importance of physically having stuff and having it scanned and easily accessible, it's two different ways of looking at the same thing, and they go together. So I asked probably half a dozen people there, this is the worrisome part, has somebody kept a physical copy of each instrument, each part each song in your archives because there's a great deal about bring in your old pictures bring in your old beanies bring in your whatever for our archives nobody could tell me if that happened and six out of the six looked at me like I'd lost my mind and then told me well you know we've scanned it all so it's all scanned it may or may not be there physically anymore and i have some examples i would like to talk about of what may be lost in the old days when we played victory here's victory that's written out by hand you see how the notes look somebody actually wrote that this is the patent march you know where the flutes go da 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 This is what it looked like when the longhorn band began playing that. It's kind of passe now, they don't play it anymore. This is how the Eyes of Texas looked when it was very first arranged by Vincent Ardenino and Randy Bass. Texas fight as well. Something called
1: Bacchus? Can we back up for a second? Yeah. Can you talk about some of these different pieces of music and what's meaningful about them and why you think they're worth preserving?
0: I'll go back to that. Okay. Let me finish my stack. Bacchus, which is a song I never could play. It's too hard for flutes. I never was that great. But somebody actually wrote this, and you can kind of read it. El Cid came from a movie. March of the Longhorns is in here was written for the Longhorn Band to play at LBJ's presidential inauguration. When the Longhorn Band, 400 strong, marched past the podium where he was now the new president, they played March of the Longhorns. The original stuff is in here. Nobody will see the original stuff anymore because now they look like this. So tiny you can't read it. And there's no humanity in that versus this. There's no history feeling there. There's no continuity there. There's no story there.
1: Can you describe some of what you're you're showing us, just because this is audio only, so they're not going to, someone listening to this won't have a visual. So what what to you um, is important about preserving something that is handwritten?
0: This, by the way, these pieces are in what's known as a flip folder, so that when you're marching along, if you actually have something you can, like a cornet, you can put this to and march and read as you're walking. Flutes can't do that unless they balance it right here and march and play. It's very difficult, although you can do it. I think the Longhorn Band has a long and proud tradition It's the largest alumni band in the world. Started in uh, the 50s by Mr. Danino and his wife. And by keeping track of some of the original music and how it looked, and this old gray thing here, it's got a thousand fingerprints on it and a whole lot of sweat. If you check that out in a little folder, I think you feel part of that history. I don't think you get the same feeling when you go click on, you know, Texas Fight that no longer even has by Vincent Ardenino and arranged by Randy Bass. That's no longer on there. So, So you're missing parts of the story that you're trying to continue that you're a part of, but it's so much bigger than you and goes back so far. And this is just A little anecdotal thing where I see the conflict, I guess you would say, and archiving. You know, we can't all have the original Constitution. We got to have copies of that. We got to have copies of these things, too. But I I do think um, while the online thing is exceptionally easy and practical and We'll move forward with that. I do think it's an end of an era to no longer to have these little things. Uh, it's part of the aggravation of band-aid. And did you get your part? No, I had to play a second trumpet when I really used to play first trumpet. Ooh, that little kind of anecdotal banner that goes on, the bitching and complaining or whatever. We won't have that to bitch and complain back. <laughs> All we'll say is, well, you didn't do your homework. You, you could have printed that out. At home, silly fellow. I just think it's the end of an era that was worth noting that was on the same weekend as your archives bazaar. And maybe someday I'll find out if the librarians at the Longhorn Band were spiffy enough to uh, know that some of these copies, like mine, all sweaty and handwritten, were important enough to keep and I'll report in next year if I find anything.
1: And the, the copies that you got, are you gonna preserve them so that someone has them?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have mine, and I have two or three other Piccolo friends that I have copies for. I'm giving to them in a clarinet player and a trumpet player as my uh, financial advisor. <laughs> you know, all kind of the same era, people who still have enough respect for, for things as they were to actually want them in their personal stuff
1: well and you still talk to them so obviously the still relationships that. that you forged there yeah. really yeah. meant something to
0: you oh yeah Longhorn Band is where you learned leadership punctuality precision working as a team there, back in the day there was no uh, punctuality it was something you had to have or you lost your place and never marched again precision you know and this is just a little part of the story
1: well thank you for telling us about it you're welcome is there anything else you want to add
0: i think that's that okay great thank you so much